Okay, welcome back to uh, the round table portion between 8.30 and 9 o'clock every day. We just kind of look back at some of the stuff happening in the news and talk about people's feelings on them. Tammy Jenneret is here from the newsroom. Good morning, Tammy. All right, trying to get everything back online after the power went out. I don't know which one of these mics actually works now. There we go. Am I on? You're on now. I'm on. You're on now. Mike Strange, uh, Niagara Falls City Councilor, is back with us this morning. Mike's been uh, a month or two since we've had you yeah, on the program. Yeah, I think uh, I talked to you when I got back from Switzerland, and now I'm here on the last day of summer, so it is an honor. Last day of summer. Absolutely. Yeah. Any yeah. more uh, any more um, extensions of the box run coming up? Uh, we, we're always coming up with, with some stuff. So, you know, we're always, uh, I think because we didn't, uh, we weren't able to summit the Matterhorn um, last month there, and we, we did the Brighthorn, but uh, I know it's going to, myself. Do you I, want it? N- 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 I do. Because I you do. couldn't yeah. do it, yeah. you yeah. want to go and back. And you're looking I totally, at it. You're right there. I'm right and you're there looking and at it. I can't get, I can't. get to it, so yeah. it's, I know it's going to bug myself, and I know Vic Peter Angel, too, is... <laughs> Councillor Niagara Falls, it's really going to bug us. So, we're talking about maybe going back in a couple of years and maybe throw Mont Blanc or something in there. It's just, it's only a couple hours away. So, maybe try to do two. Who knows? You know, you're always thinking of new ideas and to try to, uh, to uh, get funds for for our two causes, which is the Ronald McDonald House in Hamilton and the Stem Cell Research Lab at McMaster University. You know, you're so you're so involved in this, and you and you're so personally involved and active in raising funds for these wonderful causes. I'm curious, do you find it tough to wade through all of the people who are asking for money these days? Because we're at a, a point in our history where there are so many groups that are asking for money. And, and rightly so, because, I mean, government cutbacks, uh, what have you, there's so many ways out there uh, that people try to get through. Do you find it more difficult now to get through to people, or do you get a lot of people's, I'm sorry, it's a long-winded question, but do people say to you, no, I'm sorry, I'm tapped yeah. out, I gave to no, this? No, you know, I, I totally agree, and, and, you know, when you're getting the same people, and for the same, you know, and, yeah. and sometimes when you don't see anything happening with it, you know, whether it be cancer or whatever. I think the the one reason we, we chose Ronald McDonald House is because the families that go up there, they see what's going on and they see their children and, and what a great place it is yep. uh, in Hamilton. They're just steps away uh, from their from their children who are battling whatever it may be at the McMaster Children's Hospital. And, you know, for parking alone, you know, 20 to $50 a day. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these children are in the hospital for... For over a year, and you can imagine, you know, you shouldn't have to worry about that, you know, worrying about covering those costs. And they can't be working at the time yep. because they have to be beside their children who are battling some, yep. you know, it could be cancer, whatever uh, illness it is. So, you know, it's nice to see something that you can actually see happening, which is Ronald McDonald's, which is great. But it is very, very tough to get those same people. It's like, yeah, I just gave you money, you know, last year. Yeah. You know, and you're coming back to me again. And or I like just, a- sorry, I gave money to, you know, Cause B uh, last week. Or I went to the checkout counter at the grocery store and they asked me to contribute five bucks to this. Or, it, you know, I understand it all. But it's it tough for some people uh, to to be able to say yes when they've yeah. been asked twenty times. That oh, week. and especially you know it's 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 and there's know, no answer. There's yeah. no easy answer. Yeah, and it's tough living in this province right now. With yeah. hydro rates and whatever, and then you know, and then they go, oh, you want another five dollars for this cause? Like, yeah. how we, you know, what are we supposed to do? Yeah, 
It know? is. It is a tough one. All right. Let me. Speaking of hydro rates, nice segue. Thank you <laughs> oh, for that. Well, your hydro went out, so I figured. Yeah. You, well, well you, exactly. Did you pay the bill? You see, no. You see, the moment I said anything negatively uh, about hydro rates, they dropped my power out for you a couple. No, we're going to start rumors of brownouts. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the system is so bad now. Yep. There's brownouts. <laughs> Um, I guess because I said something critical about hydro rates this morning, the uh, that was the hydro folks reminding me. Yes, we have your life in we our hands. We do have the power, quite literally. <laughs> and I think my, that has more to do with the little construction project next door. But nonetheless, <laughs> the premier was booed at a rural event uh, yesterday, um, and she rationalized it by saying she was at the international plowing match, great Ontario tradition. Uh, but she was booed every time she mentioned anything about hydro rates, and she said um, that was because these people hadn't heard about some of the new measures she's announced to help bring people closer to their hydro rates and deal with the problem. Tammy, your thoughts when you hear the Premier saying, look, the only reason they're booing me is they don't understand what's going on. Well, I think she's so out of touch, and every time she seems to open up her mouth lately, it, it just lends credence to my theory that she just doesn't have a clue. Maybe she's been in politics far too long that she can no longer relate to the average person, to middle-income earners who are hard-pressed to pay bills, mortgages, you know, gas, hydro, food bills that have gone up, yep. taxes that have gone up. So, And then there when, was rumors that she wanted our, our heat to become electric. Oh, remember that? That Yeah, so that would be great. Just add to it. And mind you, and to be fair, that turned out not to be the case. But, I mean, it was was a whole... That was a a very confused thing. But there's enough of the legitimate problems that we can talk about. Yeah, and then she comes out with the big news. Oh, you know, we're going to do... We're going to take back the HST. You know what I mean? We'll we'll, we'll take take away that 8%, which which is really going to... We had reversed on... We had the 8% rebate. She took it away, what, in January? Yeah, and then And then this January, she's putting it back. And then she won't answer any of the questions, like, how long is this going to be for? Well, we don't know. Or... It just dances around all the... It's clearly a stopgap measure. What are you going to do to permanently rein in hydro rates? We know hydro is a mess right now. The whole portfolio is a mess. What are you doing? We want to see concrete measures. So when she said, you know, they probably haven't heard about my rebate. That's why they're booing me. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I mean, what she's referring to in some respects is not just the HST rebate, but the the additional uh, measures for rural consumers. They say, and again, it's a government estimate, and we know how legitimately they are usually not, um, as there could be up to $540 a year for rural electricity customers that they could save through these Even that is literally a drop in the bucket. Because we know the cost of living when you live rurally is higher. Look what alone you will pay for internet. Yeah. Which to me now is almost, it's a necessity. Yeah. So $540 when you live rurally, really? Yeah. I think they're just, the liberals are just grasping right now. They know, you know, the election's in two years and they have to try something to try to get back in there. And that doesn't look good right now. It doesn't, and that seems a long way off, but we all know politicians begin their run for re-election the moment they get elected. So uh, let's talk about a couple of the other things going on in the news. Uh, Taxpayers forked out a million dollars to move some four political staffers to Ottawa after uh, the Liberals won power last fall. No, there was more than four. It turned out to be more now. I think it was four dozen. Yeah. 
uh, one of whom racked up about one hundred twenty-seven thousand. Um, is is this a big deal? Um, or do you give do you give the liberals a pass because they were just coming into power, or do you not give the liberals a, a pass because this is the kind of thing that they were elected to stop happening? Well, and this is what they have to watch because we had two high spending ministers that made headlines just in, within the last month, and now we have this very costly one million dollar move for four dozen staffers. Uh, one who I, I can't believe he expensed one hundred and twenty seven thousand. One hundred twenty seven. So that's what basically did you move. Two, like from Niagara Falls, that would be two or three people's average pay for a year. Exactly. Which is, you know, yep. split it up with, that's just ridiculous. And I'm sure it's happened before, but it, now that it's coming to light, they obviously have to change their policies. And because that is just 110 to 120,000 to move. It's amazing when, when people get within 10 miles of Ottawa. <laughs> All reality seems to disappear, and they become it's a, such a different world, they don't understand what the rest of the country deals with. Well, the Prime Minister said they were just following the expense guidelines that were set out by the previous government, the Harper government. Yeah, well, but we, Harper's not there anymore. The Conservatives yeah, yeah. are not in power. Yeah. You are. Yeah. So you can't. he can't keep doing that either. Yeah. There comes a point where you have to stop blaming the previous government exactly. for stuff that goes on. Exactly. Exactly. And I think the Prime Minister, you know, now that it's come to light, he should actually change that, obviously. Where, yeah. you know, it, And it's, it's ridiculous. Brings to mind the old adage as well, just because the laws, just because that's the way the law is written doesn't mean you have to take advantage of it. Take the moral high ground. Well, and I want to know where these staffers came from. That was my <laughs> question. So you, when you were elected, you brought four dozen staffers with you. From where? Where did you get them from? What were they doing before? He yeah. could not as possibly had four dozen staffers, Trudeau, when he was just an MP. Are these patronage appointments? I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Are these Liberal Party members that were given oh, we don't jobs wanna... in Ottawa? Are we going to start bringing up patronage before uh, again? Well, oh no, no, I'm I'm, be I'm being facetious. Obviously. I know, but yeah. I'm was more curious about who these four dozen were. And don't you have staff in Ottawa already in place from the previous government? So, Mike, does this make you want to run federally? <laughs> Oh, see, see what's possible. Yeah, yeah. If, if you if you get one hundred ten thousand dollars to to move, it's probably some incentive to run. I guess you could actually pick up your house on yeah. a truck and actually yeah, yeah. move it to Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah. It's the roundtable. I'm Tim Dennis. Tammy Jenneret is in studio, and so is uh, Niagara Falls Councillor Mike Strange. I'll tell you I, I, a story. I. We've all heard stories. I mentioned this on my my drive through this morning. We've all heard stories about shaming. Um, when we disagree with somebody, the big thing these days is to put up their picture on the internet, uh, shame them. We've seen issues like that here with the with the Skyway Vet Clinic. Um, you know, if we don't feel that the the law is going to take care of it, then people put up pictures of of this guy and uh, his place is vandalized and and. We do this with all kinds of things. That seems to be the, the, the way we handle things now, is to shame. Here's a story, and I want to ask you what you guys think. School in Pennsylvania uh, apparently um, has begun what they call lunch shaming, where um, certain parents have been behind on the amount of money that's due the school for their hot lunch program. So 
um, the school has decided to start taking away the hot meals from the children. Um, any kids between the ages of uh, kindergarten and grade six will instead be given a cheese sandwich. Any kids older than that will be given nothing. Uh, and one of the school cafeteria workers quit this week saying that they have humiliated and shamed these children who had nothing to do with what their parents are doing. Any parent who owes more than $25 to the school board has their children uh, denied their hot lunch. Uh, the school board says we have to do something in order to uh, to, to get the money back. And um, the, 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 the cafeteria worker said, I'm not putting up with this anymore because I've we gave <laughs> apparently they had the unfortunate situation on Friday of handing out hot lunches to kids some administrator came in and said no these following children their parents are are owing too much money so they had to go and take the lunches back from the kids um how I pathetic just, I just is that this, it, yeah pathetic is the right word I just like in in these days you know what I mean like I I, I just is it because the do do the parents have the money they're just not paying it? And that's the that's the issue that the the school board has. You know, they say some of these parents have the money and they're just yeah. not paying us. Uh, but, why but there punish, are a lot of why pa- punish the kids for this. There's programs all over. You know, I know in in Canada there's programs where they you know because kids can't afford or families can't afford, they get food donated and whatnot. We got soup kitchens and like like why can't I I just can't fathom that this is happening in our day and age right now. This is this is ridiculous. What and you're punishing kids? Yeah, giving them cheese sandwiches. Yeah, Tammy. This is I, you know I understand in the United States, particularly some counties are cash strapped, so there are no monies. There is no extra money. Yeah. for boards of education. We've heard heard stories where, you know, they've ended school years early because they ran out of cash. Yep. So they it's massive they, they quit it, you know, they just said, okay, we're gonna wrap up a month early. But don't shame the kids. Then just say, okay, unfortunately, because of parents owing us so much money, we're ending the hot food program. Yeah. Kids and then the will have kids, to bring your the own. The older lunch. kids are saying they're getting nothing. They're getting nothing. nothing. So you're not feeding these kids for a whole day. The, I, I think we handle it better here because I know teachers and all schools have emergency supplies yeah. for lunches in case kids forget it or kids aren't coming to school with lunches. And it's all done quietly, not to embarrass any yeah. child. Yeah. Now, the school superintendent said something interesting this week. They said, OK, we're not trying to shame kids, but we need the money. And it worked because before the policy went into effect... 300 families owed us money for their lunches. The, the number has now gone to 66. So what we have done worked. worked. But it you're shaming, shaming kids. You're embarrassing kids at the same time so the parents will pay for it. That's just, it's unbelievable. That's like bullying. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what you're teaching, isn't yeah, it? You're teaching bullying. You know, just put the bottom line first. Or you're teaching kids the importance of paying up bills. <laughs> well, <laughs> there, are consequences. there are those who will say that. Yes, yeah. there are consequences again, when you don't pay. Again, you're, you're, you're hurting the children. Yeah. You know, what? I the, the story was a, a couple weeks ago when I heard about the uh, these kids in school and it was like 35 degrees, nowhere, and then the teacher went out and bought... His own air conditioner, yeah. That was, I thought that was just a great story where it's like the teacher was just fed up. $500 of her own money went and bought a, a room air conditioner for these kids. And there's, those are the stories you like to hear, not these stories where you're starving the kids and how you're supposed to you know, go through the day and, and learn and teach and go through phys ed and you don't have any 
any food in you. While we're talking about kids, what do you think of the idea that the Ontario government has floated of raising the age at which kids are covered by children's aid societies? At right, right now, the age is 16. At, after 16, they're no longer protected by children's aid societies. The Ontario government has floated the idea that they're going to raise that age to 18. So there'll be a whole group of kids between 16, 17, and 18 who will now be covered by family and children's and other child protection agencies. Tammy? Well, our our children's aid societies have been grossly understaffed and underfunded for for decades. And we've heard the horror stories of kids who have legitimately needed help and fell through the cracks. Will this not only put added pressure on already cash-strapped societies? How can they possibly keep up between 16 if you add kids between the age of 16 and 18? The only way this will work is if you if you accompany that raise in age with an increase in funding. And where's the money? And yeah, where's, where's the, the money, money coming from? And I from? think it's just another Hydro way yes. the, yeah, the liberals are <laughs> grasping at trying to do something that sounds so positive, but yet where's the money coming from? It'll be coming from the taxpayers. I noticed there wasn't an awful lot in this in this paper that talked about any increase in funding. They're just talking about, we're going to make sure that all kids are protected, et cetera, et cetera. And I talked to Fax this morning, and uh, and Godfrey said, well, you know, we, we, we're not quite sure where if there's going to be any more money. Uh, I said, is this going to put you behind the eight ball? And she didn't want to say yes, but you could tell that it was a concern. Is there truly a need for children 16 to 18 to be covered under by the children's aid society because there are other but there's a real that's a real gap because after 18 and 19 then they become adults right and they're covered by other social programs between 16 and 18 there's a gap and raft and other groups that work with teens who are homeless and on the street will tell you that that is a real growing segment of the homeless society to me, though, when you're dealing with 16 to 18 year olds and and problems, that is almost a, would be to me a separate agency mm-hmm. with people trained to deal with older teenagers because they're not in the same position as a five year old. Yeah, the problems are completely different. We've got a break before we uh, we go to the top of the hour. Mike, uh, what's coming up in Niagara Falls in the next little while? Everybody seems to be uh, on vacation at the moment. So. <laughs> yeah, Carolyn's away, and uh, actually our mayor is, is on vacation with uh, with his daughter his daughter right now. So um, we have council coming up, and it should be a very quiet council, I, I would think. It's going to be very, very quiet. Should should be quick. Um, and painless, hopefully. Well, we'll see. <laughs> well, since we got we got Vince Cario, who's our acting mayor, so yep. it should be nice. He always does a good job. So looking forward to, to, I'll call to you having him cover the. I'll call um, you to see whether it was painless and quick. <laughs> okay. <laughs>